Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and today we're joined by my mom, Debbie Wilson. She has some incredible encouragement and wisdom to share today. We talked about what to do when you feel burned out and how to prevent frustration when your child just isn't getting it. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum. We've used them for many years, and we love their curriculum. We believe they help more homeschoolers smile, so go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everyone. Uh, it's good to be back again. Uh, we are still not in spring weather here in northern Indiana. I mean, it's kind of playing with us. Uh, it gives us nice days, and uh, you'll notice that my wife looks super dark. It's not the lighting in her uh, the room. It is that she spent like a day and a half in Florida, and that's all she needs to darken up. So uh, while Ben and I still look pasty and healthy, um, she looks glowing. So even though half her face peeled off. So <laughs> it's like you had skin disease there for a day or so. <laughs> it did look like, like she had maybe contracted leprosy yeah. on the plane. <laughs> Um, but uh, this this is a super special treat because, you know, if you've listened to the show very often, you know that it's not easy to get my wife uh, to agree to sit behind this uh, microphone. And so uh, it was Ben's idea. And so I said, Ben, you ask her. She responds. Uh, she's weaker when you do. Uh, it's the mother-son thing, you know, they just can't say no. Um, so, Ben, I'm going to kind of turn it over to you and let you kind of lead the, start the discussion, and uh, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we are in the home stretch here of uh, the year. I mean, it's spring break in our area for a lot of the schools and stuff, and hopefully people are taking lots of time off during the spring. But uh, I know with work, it's kind of a hard time, too, because it's like the longest stretch without a holiday. You know, you don't have any, you know, you have New Year's and then that's it until Memorial Day. So it can kind of feel like a really long period of the year, uh, especially if you're up north. It's really cold and there's not much going on. And there's not much you can go do. So um, I think burnout can be a really easy thing to hit. And And mom, you've always struggled, I think, with you know, weather and, you know, the doldrums of, of that. Um, have you ever felt, you know, burnout during homeschooling or just that kind of that drudgery dreariness and, uh, kind of what, what have you done, you know, over the years to kind of fight that? I don't think I can never remember feeling that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not um, feeling that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely feel that way. Uh, frequently. And this time of year is probably one of the worst. Um, but uh, for me, it's not too bad right now because I've pretty much had like a three-week spring break that I wasn't planning on having because just so much stuff has come up that we haven't done much school. But um, so are you asking in particular what have yeah, I done? Yeah, I mean, I just have you found that like, is it usually a certain time of year? Has it been just, you know, kind of what's happening in your school? Has it been like what usually causes, do you think, burnout for you? And can you tell, you know, as you're talking to the ladies in your homeschool co-op, do, does that kind of like, can you feel it in the whole group? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, just anything that you do repetitively day after day after day gets monotonous, you know? Um, so I think that just comes with it. I, there aren't very many people who could stay ecstatic about it every day of their lives that they do it. So um, for me, I just, I just need to change it up, 
you know, um, as if I can. So that might mean cutting out a couple things or doing something different for a certain subject or just, you know, just the variety really helps me. Um, I think just taking a break helps like some parents who um, maybe aren't taking a spring break because they're not going anywhere and they think, well, why do we need a spring break? I just want to push through so we can get done earlier in May. But it is amazing how much a week off can refresh you. Even if you just take a week off and think, I'm just going to spring clean my house because it's driving me nuts. And you get the kids involved and you do that instead. It's It revives you to kind of get back in and finish you know, the rest of the year out. Um, I mean, there's been years I've just stopped a subject because I'm just burned out on it. Nobody really likes the curriculum. And so we just don't finish it and that's okay. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question. But. No, I think that's good. Honestly, I think it can almost be healthy. There's a TV show once where this guy, he's like OCD and I don't know what the word is. I guess I think that's right. But he, uh, you know, cannot not finish every single thing. So yeah. his girlfriend to help him, like has him sing like the entire song, except on the last note, she like takes the piano away, you know, or like, uh, yeah. she, that's he blows funny. out a whole birthday cake of candles, but then she blocks the last one, you know, but, uh, I've right. had this like within books, it can be that way sometimes is you're like, well, I got to finish the book. And it's like, but if you're not going to get anything else out of it and you can tell you're not enjoying it that much, then just stop on the last little bit and just save that little portion of your life and don't, you know, make yourself yeah. do it just because you have to be completion. You know, uh, no right. one's going to care. No one's going to give you an award for it. And, you know, you potentially could just be wasting time slash making yourself more miserable, uh, than, yeah. you know, and, you just did and something no else. guilt for it. You know, I yeah. think, I mean, it seems so obvious to me that it's not even worth saying, but I think people honestly feel like they're not allowed to not finish or guilty for it. I mean, there's been times I've been reading a book aloud and if it's just not doing anything for anyone, any of us, we just stop reading it. Like there's no big deal if you just stop, you know, or um, I think in a lot of times in certain curriculums, um, if we were burning out or whatever, I would just cut out all the fluff and pretty much everyone knows when it's just fluff and it's like, it's not engaging or it's just, going through the motions so you can, you know. Well, you say pretty much everybody understands, but we, we have learned today that not everybody always knows when we say those things. Cause like uh, we were talking about going Dutch and how you go to a restaurant and you go Dutch. And like my daughter-in-laws uh, and my daughter, none of them knew what that meant. Um, so when you say the fluff, um, what do you mean by fluff? Because I mean, you're not a fluff person, so you don't really, you know, it's not like you're doing like, uh, you know, some big craft every day, you know, that you could say this really doesn't matter. I mean, you're, you're, you've got it stuff that I think that matters. How do you determine what fluff is even in that? Well, I think if you're doing a prepackaged curriculum, um, you know, some other mom who created that just sat down and came up with things and there's no rule that says everyone has to do everything. So there's been programs where I've skipped all the poetry that they suggested you do that year. Or, you know, if they tell them to write down something after you discuss something, we skip it sometimes. Or I don't know, it could be anything. It could be the curriculum says to make them write a paper on this 
well, we don't, I don't feel like they needed to write a paper on that. Maybe it's doing every other math problem instead of all the math problems. Maybe it's um, only doing math a couple days a week or three days a week instead of every day, or I don't know. I mean, just anything that feels like busy work, but not effective, I guess, um, mm -hmm. is what I would call fluff. Mm -hmm. That somebody else just put it in there and you do not feel like it's worth your time or theirs then don't do it. And yeah. you already kind of mentioned that how someone just sat there at their computer or whatever and thought up these questions. I mean, you know, we know a lot of the curriculum writers, we've, you know, done things kind of like that. Um, and really you do, you just sit there and you think, okay, I need to do this. They have to ask, answer some questions or, or we need to have them look up on the map. And mm -hmm. and uh, in fact, we were at a big box publisher just recently. Uh, and you know, we saw their big writing departments and these people just sit at their desks every single day and think of things for your kids to think up. You know, and it doesn't mean that they have some, some super psychological reason for doing this or that the you know, all the experts got together and determined these are the things that need, they just sat there and did it. Um, you know, maybe it's even the tests. Like I don't, yeah. I don't test my kids on pretty much anything. And a lot of people, a lot of people have the philosophy, well, you've got to make them take tests because they won't know how to take a test and college is all tests. But luckily I have Ben, my guinea pig, who I never tested him on anything. And then he pretty much clept through college by taking tests, right, Ben? Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I chalk that up to just pure brilliance, but I mean, I guess okay, if you want to well, say, no, I'm true, just kidding. That, that <laughs> just helped, kidding. but. <laughs> I mean, he plunked was, his driver's test like 14 times yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's right, that's oh. right. No, no, <laughs> totally. Saying, I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a, a time yeah. killer for a lot of people. Right. And probably not a great measuring stick to begin with. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's yeah. not necessary. Ways, but. Well, and I mean, like, something that is a very rudimentary common thing that almost everyone knows well maybe not everyone knows but in writing and in also public speaking or things like that they always say you know give your introduction cover your content and then repeat the begin at the end towards the end wrap it up and kind of go back to where you started kind of thing don't you know you don't just keep launching into new stuff right to the last second and i mean we've talked to as you know our sponsor teaching textbooks they do this and a lot of other curriculums do this they're not going to introduce giant new concepts within the last three weeks of your curriculum or even month probably right. i mean well, usually they're you start end with review and you start yeah, with review, exactly basically. they're going to start wrapping it up reviewing what you learned all over the course of the whole thing um, so, you know, it's not usually missing anything major if, if that's what you're really worried about in a curriculum, um, specifically. Uh, and again, I mean, you've said this before and, and this is not just about finishing the curriculum, but the whole topic, but I mean, I, we rarely, rarely, rarely ever finished. I mean, anything really when it came to a full curriculum, I don't think. I mean, I, I mean, you know, and I don't think Ben we did. used the word rudimentary. I so obviously he is brilliant. Yeah, I know. I'd say rarely. I mean, we did do it, but it was not. I would say it was the exception more than the Sometimes than the I took a couple years to get yeah. through a curriculum and that's OK. Like if it was um, if it was one that was kind of a unit study type of thing, I just I just didn't care whether I finished it all that year. It didn't matter. I mean, a lot of subjects aren't grade level 
adamant. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter really what year you learn about which history. And so some of some yeah, of my totally. curriculum, it didn't matter that I stretched it into two years instead of one. So yeah, especially in elementary. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, did you, would you say burnout is something you feel have felt pretty much every year? Yeah. At some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. I don't, I, I mean, I've never stopped to think, Oh, is, am I burned out? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the kids get, you know, tired of it. I mean, even if you're doing good stuff, just the having to do that every single day just gets old, you know? Yeah. Um, so like in the spring, a lot of times I would move school outside or onto the screened in porch and, you know, we would just, we would read more maybe and enjoy the weather um, just to, I mean, everyone's so, well, if you live in the North or, you know, where winter's harsh, everyone's just so sick of being stuck inside. And so any beautiful day you have, you should take advantage of it and do, you know, whatever you can to do school outside or just let them be outside. You don't have to do the school part. Um, some days I would just be like, you know what, I'm done. You're done. I can't deal with this. Let's watch something. Or, I mean, I, I know I've said this before, but other times we would just do something like this was probably only once my whole homeschool career. So it's not a very good example, but like when we just broke out and had a huge giant Nerf gun fight, I mean, just, just allow yourself to ebb and flow and break things up and it'll keep, you know, everyone more rallied and fresher and really most a lot of the times you don't have to create the 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 moment like i mean like she said with the my wife doesn't do a lot of nerf gun fights but sometimes it's just you know grandma's coming over tomorrow you know so that changes things or you allow it to and that's almost like god provides those things for you or you have some other activity and you just don't get around to school that day or like Debbie said, or three weeks and that's okay. That's what I was thinking is, you know, I don't necessarily, and granted, I just feel like my mind just can't remember specifics all the time, but, um, you know, I don't remember necessarily all of those kind of things, but I do remember it'd be like, Oh, let's just call it a day and we just go play, you know, for hours. And that was always so fun. And, you know, me and Sam, my brother, were talking about it this last weekend about, you know, all the wooden swords and shields and stuff we had, you know, that, and we played with that kind of stuff for literal ever, or at least it felt like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, those were such good times. And I think, uh, and even now, I mean, a day off extra makes a difference, you know, a long weekend yeah. versus a, a full week can make a difference. Um, and a lot of times, Ben, I, I remember you guys, especially something you, we would read would trigger the play that you guys would be into, you know, just based on a book we'd been reading. And that's like the best kind of reinforcement and more and better than school is when they they take it to heart and they want to you know act it out in some way of play and that's huge and i Mm -hmm. think that's you know i would say another thing about burnout is sometimes when you're tired um because i know even for myself if i just sometimes i have a project and i think uh i just don't can't even see straight once i if i go to bed at a decent time and i wake up i just feel so much better and everything's clearer I think sometimes if you're tired, um, maybe you're just running all the time trying to get everything in. Maybe tonight or the next two nights, you don't, you just watch videos and you go to bed by 9.15, you know, and you let your husband take care of those, uh, you know, other late night responsibilities. And I, and I think 
you'll feel so much better after a couple good nights sleep. Yeah. And I think what you said a few minutes ago about, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not the type that does Nerf gun fights all the time, but I think the key is, um, being flexible and open when those opportunities present themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like our book that's called, um, how to choose relationship or wait, what's it called? Uh, is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Okay. Anyway, but it talks about, um, how you kind of come to an intersection, you know, where you have your list you're trying to accomplish and things to do. And sometimes it gets intersected by a kid, you know, wanting you to do something or whatever. And so it's not that we have to never get school done. It's not that we don't ever worry about our list and all the things we have to do as moms. We do have to do those things, but it's being willing when we get confronted with that moment where you know, it's either an interruption from God or an interruption from a child. And then that relationship becomes more important than our to-do list or our curriculum. And you take advantage of those opportune moments instead of being so rigid about what you want to accomplish. And I think that's, I think that's where. And I'll brag on Debbie because really, I know uh, she's a get her done girl. I mean, she thrives on lists. She's got her little check marks, you know, she's got the little boxes with the thing beside it and a whole bunch of those things on her. She's looking at it right now. And, uh, and she loves that. And, but when our youngest will say, Hey mom, you want to shoot basketball? You know, I don't know if she struggles inside, but I see her outside shooting basketball with Jed. And I know when he asked me, I'm thinking, how can I, I don't have time for that. But she's really good about doing some of those things when she'd probably choose the list, but she chooses relationship. But you make it sound like I want to choose my list because I love my list. It's not really that. It's that I just feel overwhelmed with all that I need to do. And the list never ends. It's not like, oh, I think it's so fun to write a list out. I just have to, to keep track of it all. Just for clarity, I, <laughs> Debbie does not love her list. Thank you. She kind of functions on lists, maybe, yeah. of all yeah. the stuff she has to do, which is way more than I have to do. No, I'm kidding. Probably. It is hard, though, like that, you know, and I, I wonder if... It, I'm sure there's been studies and stuff, but you know, where there is this feeling of like, well, I know I'm exhausted. I know I'm burned out. I know I'm not even, this is not even effective anymore, but I was just going to keep pushing through, pushing through when, you know, you take that break and you recharge and then come back and you will probably get 10 times more done in that shorter amount of time than if you just keep running ragged through the whole time. Uh, and, and, but I do feel that natural inclination to do that, but uh, and sometimes there's times where that that might be okay, but in general, it, you're homeschooling. You can you can decide if you know to stop. And, and sometimes those are real short times. Yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be like long. I, Debbie Debbie will say she feels recharged on a sunny day just to sit outside for a few minutes. Yeah, you know, and it's not very long. She takes her little salad out there or her, her lunch, and she eats it, and she sits out there for 15 minutes. Sometimes I go out and bug her uh, and talk with her, but you know, I guess that helps. And, but yeah. maybe yours is something else. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just a quick walk or, uh, you know, maybe you like a, a, fun, a certain coffee or something that, that just helps you at those times. 
I think that's really important too, just overall, is just the reminder that like time does not signify anything, you know, in terms of school. Uh, I feel like that is just so common. But, you know, if I spend five hours trying to figure out something wiring related in my house, you know, and my brother comes and does it in 10 minutes, that doesn't mean that I did it better than he did. It just means I didn't know what I was doing, you know. So that's not a perfect analogy, but I think they've always said like, you know, you learn better in 20 minute increments than just sitting there and spending four hours. But so just don't okay. let the time thing ever uh, take over. But real quick here, I wanted to do another follow-up kind of question related to this a little bit, maybe. It can, can aid in the burnout. <laughs> but before we do, just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks, the math curriculum that we've used for years and years and years at this point. Um, and it's one of the best out there. We think it helps more homeschoolers smile. And my sister said it's the only way she survived math. So you should go check it out over at teachingtextbooks.com. It's super interactive. It's, it has auto grading features. You can check in on you know what progress your kids are so you're not completely in the dark. And you can do it from any device that has an internet browser, so pretty much everything. Um, they have family plans, so it's just a low monthly cost, and it's a really an amazing thing. So you should go check them out. Again, teachingtextbooks.com. But we appreciate their support. Um, my other question was, you know, I think everyone's experienced this. I was just thinking about it because we were, I was talking to Renly about something. I don't remember what it was. And you could kind of see like that moment when she was like, got it, you know, and she usually is super fast on that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, (laughs) how do you fight that frustration when a kid just doesn't get it, you know, and that can be anything from division to, you know, reading, reading, whatever it may be. You know, everyone's probably been there to some extent. You've been there many, many, many times. Uh, I know with myself and with everyone else. Um, how do you fight that frustration? What would you give advice to a mom who just feels like she's just slamming her head against the wall of her kid not understanding something? Yeah. I mean, I think there's several ways. Um, I certainly didn't do it perfectly um, most of the time. But I think one huge way to – okay, so here's a gauge if – either one of you or both of you are crying, stop. (laughs) Like don't push through and just keep at it when one or both of you are in tears. I mean, it just, it kills the relationship and it just makes you have this big um, wall that about that subject. It just creates this hate of it. So I think, you know, that's one easy thing to do is if one or both of you are super frustrated to the point of tears or maybe not even tears, then it's time to stop for that day. And then if it continues to happen day after day, then take a break for a while totally or change it up, find a different way of explaining something or a different type of program. Um, You know, what works for one kid doesn't always work for the other kid. Um, I know I've said this before and I'll keep saying it, Um, I think it's Andrew Pudua who first um, said this, but especially with boys, spend 80% of the time on stuff they're already good at and 20% of the time on stuff they're not good at because it's huge for just their self-confidence. And when you're just beating them over the head all day long with the stuff they're horrible at, they hate school. They hate, probably won't like you very much. And they just feel like, you know, they're, they're dumb. They can't get it. But when you're spending most of your time on the subjects they're good at and then gently working on the stuff they're not, it's just gonna go a lot better. And for like reading in particular, 
you, there are just times you're going to just need to stop and give it more time. You know, there's nothing wrong with a late reader. They will lead, read a lot quicker if you just wait patiently because I've tried when I've started too young and it was just like banging your head against the wall and it's just not worth that. There's just no reason to not just back off and wait a while, try again. Still not working, wait a while, try again. Um, with math, I, I mean, I tried, I don't know how many different math curriculums because sometimes we just needed to try a different way of explaining something or a different type of math program and that's okay until I found teaching textbooks, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I don't know if that answers it. Yeah, but you know, Debbie, you've heard these moms say this and uh, I don't know how you've answered them, but how would you like to answer them when they say, yeah, but if we quit, I just am teaching my child to give up. You know, right. sometimes you just have to persevere because the, the, the greater lesson is not uh, not math, but perseverance. And because right. they'll use that skill, what do you say to them? Or what yeah, would you like to of, say to them? <laughs> a lot of people say that because they feel like they're letting their kid get out of it if they just don't do it or whatever. Um, I feel like as a mom, you should be able to tell. Like when it's because of laziness, that's different. But when it's because of seriously just you know upset to the point of like i mean i had that with one of my kids in math like i literally i mean we were both yelling or crying almost every day and for i don't know a while until i smartened up you know that's different than just pure laziness or i would rather play video games i mean that's not what i'm talking about you know so i just feel like the mom should be able to tell when it's a matter of and I'm not saying that just because it's hard, you don't do it either. Yes, we all have to do things that are hard. Um, I guess I'm saying more when it's a, maybe a, not a mental maturity, but an actual, right. you know, their brains just aren't computing that way yet. Or the way it's explaining just isn't making sense yet. Or, or your and mindset it, is just not in the right spot right now. I mean, mm -hmm. we, yeah. you know, if, if Riss and I are working through a problem or if I'm trying to teach, teach, like instruct Renly, if we're all like incredibly emotional in this moment, I mean, it's no one learns happen. or <laughs> is like, you know what? In this screaming moment, I'm going to make this yeah. change. It's like exactly. you are putting walls up. Lost. You're putting defensive yeah. mode. Like no one's in a good mindset. And I, I was thinking like, I don't know if it's a perfect analogy, but like, you know, if you try to fly a kite on a not very windy day and you just like run as fast as you can, you just cannot get the kite to stay up, but you try, you're like, I want to fly a kite. And you know, it ends up probably you won't even have the kite flying. But then when you go back on an actual windy day, it's just like instant flight, you know? And, and it's like, it felt that way with learning stuff. It's like, I can't get it. I can't get it. You know? So we took a break, we come back around another time and it was like your mind or whatever, your mental state is in a good moment and you just like takes off like right away. And right. I mean, I felt that analogy. so many times. And, really, and because God brings the wind. Yeah. I mean, you just cannot, and really, I think I wonder if some of those things uh, might might be good indicators that some of it is fluff, um, or at least fluff for the for the for that moment. You know, I mean, yes, uh, you know, there are some things that we we don't say to our kids. No, you don't want to read. We won't teach you how to read. Right. Um, but there are some things where that when they they're they're frustrated, they're stuck, and they cannot see a need for it. And that you know, those like, what am I ever going to use this? And sometimes we as parents, we can't even answer them. Um, you know, if you, you might say, well, one day you will. But if you're thinking in your head, well, I don't know when they're going to need that. 
that might be an indicator that you can back off a little bit on those things. Yeah. Well, like right now I have two kids both taking algebra one and one of them is pretty independent and the other one just just has this mental block towards it. Like, I'm just not good at math. I can't do it. I can't do it. So for him, I just have to be prepared to sit and do it with him every day right now. He just doesn't feel independent enough. And, but when I sit with him, he gets really frustrated and he's like, I just don't know, you know? And so, but you just have to, if you can stay calm and say, okay, well, let's just work on it, you know, and work on it with him. That's an option. I don't feel like for him, for this kid that I need to just stop. I think he needs to push through, but mm -hmm. I'm going to help him. I'm not going to just say, go do your math independently. I don't care. You're supposed to be able to do it independently. You know, I'm going to take more time out of my day to work through it with him just so that he doesn't feel that huge amount of frustration. Um, and then like the, the friend I saw in Florida, her daughter's taking geometry right now and she's, Ha was having a little bit of a hard time with it. And so they hired a tutor, you know, to work with her once a week. And that's the way they're handling it. She's kind of in a hybrid homeschool situation. So I'm not saying in those cases, obviously, okay, well, just forget it. You know, it's too hard because all of us, you know, have been challenged and learned things that have been hard. I, I hope I didn't come across sounding like that. Because I totally would quit algebra, right? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Go ahead, honey. I think a couple things that helped me, I think, um, sometimes it can be overwhelming. There's just so much. So I think like really simplifying it, that's what I loved about teaching textbooks is they broke it down to like literally yeah. its base level and it never felt overwhelming. And sometimes when a lot of other curriculums and stuff that we did, it just was like, there's so much math that it would felt like there's no way I can ever understand all this, you know, and mm -hmm. just even breaking it back down to multiplication, just do multiplication today can really feel... Yeah reinforcing because you're like okay I understand like how numbers kind of like go together you know and it come outcome it was actually really helpful for me um and two sometimes they just this is more advanced I would say the advanced math and stuff like that they may never truly 100% get it like geometry like proofs I I never I mean, I did it like I had to get through it because I had to do some and like some college stuff and then whatever. But like I still basically faked my way through it with using like Wolfram Alpha and some other things because like I just had no We're idea proud of you too. Yeah, that's right. But like I just I I understood the concept, but like I could not. I mean, I, I guess I probably could have, but I just couldn't. I never got good at it. You know, I guess was saying like, you know, algebra I could do because it was like finite and I understood it. Thank I just could never get out geometry it'd be like here's a word story figure out a solution i'm like there could be a million things i don't know what's the one answer that i'm supposed to get here you know but anyways and that might be okay you not every kid's gonna have to be like a super super good at every one of those things later on and i think you know adequate might be enough for a lot of those things so um but i don't know anything else mom you want to say to you know encouragement to a mom who's in that uh point right now and then we'll call it a night dad after that um just give yourself grace give your kids grace um i don't know todd you have any good words yeah i do uh okay. not good words but maybe closing words because i think the thing that i would take away if i was you mom is that again you're not alone you heard my wife's when ben asked how often you know do you feel it did you feel it every year or whatever she's like yes i did well, I didn't want you know, to say I every know week. There are, okay, <laughs> every week. Um, 
but there are a lot of moms listening who think that Debbie never does or never did, or they think, you know, the, their best friend never feels that way, or everyone in their co-op never feels that way, and that they're the only homeschooling mom who thinks, I'm, you know, what, what are we, April the 5th as we record this, I'm just done, you know, uh, I just can't make it anymore, you know, and if that's you, go ahead and take a break, you know, take a long break, you know, uh, and um, like we said, and maybe then you can see a little more clearly, because even when you take a break, the truth is your kids are still learning a lot. You know, don't let them just video game their time away or watch TV their time away. You know, just let them be bored and play um, because that's amazing stuff. So we're going to close it there. Uh, again, if you loved having Debbie with us, you know, let us know and maybe we can use that as leverage um, later on to say, see, they really like having you here. Um, and have a great rest of the week. If you get some of that spring weather and you really, really need your batteries recharged, um, you know, take the break and don't forget to smile. Enjoy your kids. Thanks for listening and hopefully this week's episode was encouraging. If you would like to pick up the book Mom mentioned, head on over to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Also, again, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for their support of The Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free trial of their amazing math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.